Chapter 5 The Love Song of God Let us also reread the magnificent symbol of St. Athanasius, which used to be recited in the breviary every Sunday at the hour of prime. Whosoever will be saved, before all things it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith, which faith except every one do keep whole and undefiled, without doubt he shall perish everlastingly. Without the Catholic faith, one cannot be saved, it is clear. But go and tell this now. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Ghost, the Godhead of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is all one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Ghost. The Father uncreate, the Son uncreate, and the Holy Ghost uncreate. The Father incomprehensible, the Son incomprehensible, and the Holy Ghost incomprehensible. The Father eternal, the Son Eternal, and the Holy Ghost Eternal. And yet they are not three Eternals, but one Eternal. As also there are not three uncreated, nor three incomprehensibles, but one uncreated, and one incomprehensible. So likewise the Father is Almighty, the Son Almighty, and the Holy Ghost Almighty. And yet they are not three Almighties, but one Almighty. By its terseness, precision, and clarity, this formulation of our faith compels our admiration. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Ghost is God. And yet they are not three gods, but one God. So likewise the Father is Lord, the Son Lord, and the Holy Ghost Lord. And yet not three lords, but one Lord. For... Like as we are compelled by the Christian verity to acknowledge every person by himself to be God and Lord, so are we forbidden by the Catholic religion to say there be three gods or three lords. The Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son is of the Father alone, not made nor created, but begotten. The Holy Ghost is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created, nor begotten, but proceeding. The terms chosen by St. Athanasius are perfectly clear and express the truths of our faith. It can be said definitively. This credo cannot be changed. No alteration is possible. Its expressions, which have been thus used and confirmed by the Holy Church, cannot be accommodated to interpretations which would modify their meaning. However, the modernists and modern theologians cannot abide this. They no longer wish to admit that the formulas of our faith are definitive. According to them, the faith must be always expressed in relation to the evolution of modern times, according to the times in which we are living. If it were necessary to utilize other terms to express these same truths, under pretext of choosing words or definitions better adapted to modern philosophy or the modern mind or the science of our times, what could we look for? 
These would be terms and definitions that would lose the exact meaning that the old formulas have always had, and which have been explained for centuries by theologians to express exactly the content of the Catholic faith. It is impossible to introduce such changes. So there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Ghost, not three Holy Ghosts, and in this trinity none is afore or after another, none is greater or less than another, but the whole three persons are co-eternal together and co-equal, so that in all things, as is aforesaid, the unity in trinity and the trinity in unity is to be worshipped. He, therefore, that will be saved must think of the trinity." Now that is clear and precise. Furthermore, it is necessary to everlasting salvation that he also believe rightly the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the right faith is that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God and man, God of the substance of the Father, begotten before the worlds, and man of the substance of his mother, born into the world, perfect God and perfect man, of a reasonable soul and human flesh subsisting, equal to the Father as touching his Godhead, and inferior to the Father as touching his manhood. This statement of our faith is admirable, and with great clarity it annihilates all the heresies concerning the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ made man. Who, although he be God and man, yet he is not two, but one Christ, one not by conversion of the Godhead into flesh, but by taking of the manhood into God, one altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the reasonable soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ, who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again, the third day from the dead. He ascended into heaven, he sitteth on the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from which he shall come to judge the quick and the dead, at whose coming all men shall rise with their bodies, and shall give account for their own works. And they that have done good shall go into life everlasting, and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. This is the Catholic faith, which, except a man believe faithfully and firmly, he cannot be saved. It is very important, then, to know well what these three symbols express and to live accordingly. Each time we recite the Creed or sing the Credo, let us make a deliberate effort to be truly conscious of the fact that the words we pronounce constitute the summary of all that we must believe and love. It is the deepest and dearest reality of our pilgrimage in time because it expresses all that our Lord, that is, all that God, has done to love us. It is the song of love of the good God for us. That is what the credo really is, the resume of the charity of God for us. It is magnificent. Signos amentem quis non redamaret sings the sacred liturgy in the Adeste Fideles of Christmas, following the thought of St. Augustine, quote, 
How can we fail to love in return someone who has so loved us? Each time we recite or sing the Credo, let us remember this appeal to our love, to the charity that we should have towards God. Let us strive to be mindful of this appeal, to orient ourselves ever more closely so as to love God truly, to thank Him, to offer thanksgiving, and to do everything in our power to assure that His love for us be not in vain. It is terrible to realize that all that our Lord did, that all God does for us, might be futile, and that there might not be any response to this love. Then we understand that the justice of God permits and wills that those who refuse this love be deprived of it for all eternity. It is a frightening consideration, about which God himself can do nothing, for it is man himself who closes the way to the love of God in him, who refuses to recognize our Lord Jesus Christ, God creator of all things, who shuts himself up in his egocentrism and pride, refusing all light. As St. John wrote, And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. John 1, 5 God came to his own family, and his own rejected him, except those to whom the good God has given the grace to be children of God.